Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Serialites. This is Grim Shea. Thanks for tuning in. This week on Matty P Presents Saturday Morning Serial, we are doing an encore week. Yes, that's right. A replay performance of our show a couple of weeks ago about Adult Swim's Eagle Heart with Chris Elliott. Uh, the, sh- the, the new season is fully underway. I'm watching it. I hope you are, too, because it's actually very ambitious. It's hilarious. And I'm tuning in every Thursday at midnight on Adult Swim. Uh, and also, as a little bonus treat, we figured we'd uh, play you yet again our, our new promo featuring this show's guest, Maria Thayer, uh, in a bit of an outtake, a sexy outtake. All right, stay tuned. Here comes the show. In a world where a couple geeks grow up watching Saturday morning cartoons. And now they're adults, but they still want to talk about cartoons and movies and TV and comics and all kinds of geek stuff. And sometimes they talk to girls and drink rum and swear a lot. Go crazy. Lose your freaking mind. Oh, great. You mean lose my fucking mind. Hell yeah, I do. Hey, everybody. Grim Shea here. Please join me and Mark E. Saturday mornings for Maddie P. Presents Saturday Morning Serial where we look back fondly and pay homage to those original happy hours as a kid. Saturday morning, up at 6 a.m., getting loaded with a bunch of cereal and just parking it in front of the TV. Tell them, Uncle Ruckus. Why, folks, let me tell you something. There's no greater joy in life than to listen to that damn Grim and Barky. But do not listen to them if they're talking to a colored man. It will ruin your day. Oh, damn it, Uncle Ruckus. Thanks for joining us, Saturday Morning Serial. Thanks to Maddie P. Uh, as always, I am your host, Grim Shea. Joining me, Marky. Say hi to the people, Marky. Hello, y'all. Uh, today, since we've already covered Serial, I thought we'd talk a little bit more about cartoons, specifically Adult Swim on the Cartoon Network. Mark, are you familiar with this, uh, with this thing? Yes, this I, Adult I was, Swim I've been made aware. Film? I've been made aware of such things. Uh-huh. And most likely our viewers are too. But just in case, let me tell you, uh, listeners, viewers, what, whatever, whatever you might be, uh, Adult Swim is a little subset from the uh, the Turner-owned Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, after that went on the air, and they were broadcasting, you know, old classic cartoons, 24 hours a day. Yep. God, God bless Basic Cable. Uh, they. There were some some interns who worked there who had access to this 
this giant library of all the cartoons that uh, Turner owns. Like Hanna-Barbera kind of stuff. Like Hanna-Barbera is a big stable, and a lot of people think Hanna-Barbera is just uh, Jetsons, the Jetsons and, and Scooby-Doo. And uh, Flintstones. Flintstones, and that's it. But they were literally dozens of other cartoons. They were like Droopy Dog. And that would come out. Uh, all those other characters. No, and those are those are just the successful ones. There were plenty of other uh-huh. ones uh, that never made it. Johnny Quest. Far. Johnny Quest. Well, I would even argue that's pretty successful as compared successful. to right, right. Uh, the very first one they did. Uh, and this was just interns messing around with uh, stock footage, and they started dubbing over some of the words to try and make fun. Like I think they were just killing time, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. But they ended up getting some funny results, and they went uh, to the higher ups, and they said, you know what? You know, maybe we shouldn't be broadcasting cartoons all night long. Uh, maybe we can do something with a more adult theme in mind. Right. Thus, and they got the green light at some point. They said, sure, since this is all free cartoon footage that we own anyway, and you don't mind hanging out all night and dubbing it, go for it. And bang, Adult Swim was born with the very first one, I believe, was the uh, C-Lab 2021. Now, was that actual like an animation thing? That was an actual animation thing, and it, the original stuff was all animation from C-Lab 2020, which was a real show, like back in the 60s or 70s. It was kind of a, a Johnny Quest kind of looking in mm-hmm. the character designs, yep. heavy on the science, uh, and actually rather boring as well. I've seen some of them. Uh, so when, when does this get into the Adult Swim kind of... Well, this is this was this was how they sold it. This is the beginnings of that. They so, said, you know what, Sea Lab 2020 show about a bunch of uh, undersea uh, explorers or scientists who lived in isolation in a little laboratory at the bottom of the ocean. And they said, well, you know what, what happens after they're down there for a year and everyone kind of loses their mind? So they, you know, started taking clips of the show, dubbing in new new dialogue, and making them just do and say crazy things like they'd all <laughs> gone nuts. And, Cabin fever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so C-Lab 2021 was born. Mm-hmm. And it, it was big enough and popular enough, and they were smart enough to keep it uh, short, you know, like 10, 11-minute episodes uh, for the viewer less inclined to pay attention, like myself. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Can, can I just give them a little bit of credit, too, because... I mean, I, I know that this is this is going to lead into uh, some of their more live action stuff, you know, like their Eagle Heart or mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, give me some of the other shows. Uh, oh, over the years they've got Saul and the Mole Men. Uh, you mean for the live action right, stuff? Right, right, right. Oh yeah, they've got NTSF, SUV. They picked up uh, Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital, that's a big one. Um, they also they they probably get enough credit for this, but they're the ones that kept Family Guy alive. Of course they, they did. They bought it from Fox after it was... Uh, and they sold it back to them like, at a huge... I hope they made a lot of money. I'm not <laughs> yeah. quite sure how much I assume they did make something. But yeah, they, st- they were the ones who first started uh, airing more, or making right. new. Right. You know, they kept it alive when Fox had, had written it off. Um, I think they tried to do the same thing for home movies. Never got any more made, but it was a place for people to watch it. A lot of stuff that was considered sort of animated cult stuff, you know, mm-hmm. because the 90s saw, after The Simpsons, this glut of, of primetime animation. And a lot of it just didn't go as far as anyone wanted. Uh, but Adult Swim was starting to uh, get, their, get their legs underneath them, as it were. 
and they saw what was going on, and they tried to buy as many of the good cartoons mm-hmm. just to keep them alive. So bless them for that. And uh, well, and I, I'm going to give them a little. Uh, I'm going to give them a little bit of credit here because at least they thought ahead, you know, because it was called Cartoon Network, right? And then now there's a Cartoon Network and there's an Adult Swim channel, correct? No, no, I believe Adult Swim is still on Cartoon Network. So it's still just a subset of mm-hmm. that. Now, so at a, at a certain point in time, does it just switch from Cartoon Network and it says, okay, now we're a whole new station? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like uh, 9.30 at night or something. Hmm. Uh, I not remember... every night, but I think most nights. And then by midnight, I think their Adult Swim is always running their, uh, their, their reruns of old shows. So um, when things are considered to be on Adult Swim, hmm. um, is that more a thing of like that's all the original programming? Of that of the Cartoon Network, and so if you say that something's on Cartoon Network, you're kind of saying that that's kind of a syndicated, rerun kind of cartoon. Is that really what happens here? Well, it, well, no. I think Cartoon Network has their own original programming now as well. You know, so it's still it started out as just like a dumping ground for old cartoons, uh-huh. but now I think they've put enough money into it, and the, yeah, and it is two different things. You've got your Cartoon Network during the day. Um, and then at night, it switches to Adult Swim. So quite often, I'll turn on my TV in the in the morning or the afternoon, and it's on like Phineas and Fur and Herb mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. because it was on Adult Swim earlier. I'm Nickelodeon not did this right. Um, they used to, you know, do all their like Nickelodeon. You know, can't believe you can't do that on television. Dennis mm-hmm. the Menace and all that stuff. And then they came up with Nick at Night. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Adult but now Swim that's some channel. To Nick though. at Night. Yeah, they yeah. did. I think now they have seven or eight channels for. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but as far as I know, Cartoon Network still just hosts the actual cartoons and the uh, and, and now all the original Adult Swim stuff. And uh, speaking of which, we are lucky enough to talk to one of the stars of uh, one of the new live action. Well, not new. It's been around for a few seasons, but the live action show Eagleheart. We're going to talk to the lovely, oh, my God, the lovely Maria Thayer. She is gorgeous. Oh, I'm so excited to do I don't like to be the guy that just automatically just kind of, you know, whittles everything down to how good somebody looks. But she makes it easy. Oh, she is funny and gorgeous, and she seems so nice. And I hope And talented. My gosh. She must be the happy. everything you've seen before. (laughs) She's in all kinds of stuff. I mean, anyway, we're going to get to that, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, let's take a quick break, and then... uh, Talk to Maria Thayer. I'm really getting excited about this. Let's do this. All right, geeks, hold on. Hold on tight. We're coming back. Oh, with Maria Thayer. everybody thank you for joining us uh we've got a real treat with maria thayer on the line busy actress uh maybe if you've got a taste you've seen her in strangers with candy uh she's been in law and order 30 rock uh you've seen her in just about every show you've probably seen in fact and even arrested development 
Even the hardcore fans <laughs> might not realize that. Uh, and she is also, you can see her starting uh, November 14th on Adult Swim, Thursdays at midnight, uh, season three premiere of Eagle Heart. Hilarious show. And uh, Maria, why don't you tell us about that? I love that show. Thank you. For th- oh, really? Thank you. Thanks for that nice in- intro. Um, tell you about Eagle Heart. It's this, uh, it's this surreal um, uh, comedy uh, created by uh, uh, Michael Coleman and um, Andrew Weinberg, and along with Jason Wallner, um, um, on Adult Swim. And it's uh, starring me and Chris Elliott. Did I already say that? I'm, mo- I'm moving track. I'm like, looping around. Oh, um, no, it's, it's all gold. I actually think that the this is this is Marky. Um, hi. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, oh, hi. Marky. But I the the reason why you're having such a hard time with it is because no one really can tell what the hell the show is. I mean, this is no, it's really and it out changes there. every season too. <laughs> right. It's it's just it's so out there and fun and funny and interesting. Right. Yep. And we actually uh, we just recently talked to uh, to Jason and Andrew, and uh, they were hi. talking about this newest season coming up and how it's actually got like a real story arc to it yes which is a, yes ooh. yes yeah yeah it was um every episode sort of bleeds into the other one like it's a it's a every episode is a, its own story but then put them all together it's one long completely insane um epic journey <laughs> that uh chris and i go on and um, um i just got to see a little bit, bit of it uh, last night. I don't know if you've seen any of the episodes, if they sent you any of them, but um, I got to see a few of them last night, and it sort of looks really great, and it's funny, and, you know, I, uh, uh, it's, uh, it, I think it, the, the whole show, I, I already loved, I was already a fan. It's like, it, it's not often that I get to do, I mean, I've been lucky enough to do a lot of stuff that I like, but, you know, not everything. And and this is a show that I would watch even if, you know, if I had nothing to do with it, if I didn't know these guys. I just think it's such oh, a creative, so sincere, crazy too. <laughs> I really want to believe that. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, uh, well, no, that's that's good. because Well, uh, one thing that uh, Marky and I have been talking about today is uh, yeah. Adult Swim as a phenomenon. And people, yeah. it's one of those things, people love it or hate it, but it obviously has a home because it's pretty popular. If you're not familiar, yeah. by the way, Adult Swim is like a subsect of the uh, Cartoon Network geared strictly for adults, and they've even veered away from cartoons quite a bit. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they have quite a few live-action stuff now, shows. Yeah, I um, uh, it is a, it's a strange place. I mean, they would never, it's, Eagle Heart could not exist anywhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it, you know, on CBS. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, two um, girls followed by Eagle Heart is not uh, is not Wednesday night viewing at all. <laughs> and it's also yeah, funny. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm always excited to meet Eagle Heart fans, um, and I always want to put them in like, you know, some like some category of of a person, you know. Like they're all guys, or you know, they're all this. Or, but I've I've met a, a lot of people that types of people that uh, um, like the show and watch Adult Swim. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something. Personally, I think it's something about our generation. Um, uh uh-huh. you know, Growing up with cartoons, and that was the highlight of the week. I don't. Did Did you watch cartoons growing up? Like Saturday oh, morning yeah. or after I'm school? Oh like Saturday morning. Did they 
don't have cartoons on Saturday morning, or are they just like all the time, so Saturday morning isn't a special time? That's actually our that, – that's our theory now is that there, there are so many things that are available, and so it's not as big a deal as it may have been yeah. when all of us were kids. Yeah, yeah it's just – it's not identified uh, with Saturday mornings, I think, anymore, right. but just only yeah. because as we got older, we said, no, we demand now cartoons – Right after school, and now we demand them in prime time. And we Thanks demand- a lot, Cartoon <laughs> and we, Network. Yeah. And our generation got what they demanded. What, yeah, a, exactly. what a bunch of jerks we are. Well, it's just a bunch of whiny infants, which is yeah. that, that's kind of the like, whole point here. Is that we do not grow up. What did you say? What? We, we don't grow up. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I miss, I miss that. I remember, I remember going over to my cousin's house, and when we'd sleep over, my brother and I, they would wake us up at 6 a.m. to watch cartoons. We'd just, like, start the, you know, yeah. we'd just sit there for hours. Oh, those were magical times, I think. Magical and maybe, times. And maybe it is <laughs> that we've gotten too much of what we want, but I still miss those. I don't think we'll ever really recapture that. So I'm a little yes, misty-eyed yes. about it. But, but then again, uh, I did spend all afternoon, and I got to thank you, Maria, because I, I, when, whenever we do these interviews, I try to, whether I'm familiar with them or not, the whoever the guest is, I try and refresh myself on their body of work, you know, watch a couple episodes of things they're in. With you this afternoon, God bless you. I was able to watch. I sat down, and watched about four episodes of Strangers with Candy online. That's <laughs> a good one. I, uh, I I went and rewatched the episode of Thirty Rock where you guest starred as uh, Kenneth's uh, blind love interest. Uh, oh no! Uh, I sat down and started watching Arrested Development again. And and for you geeks out there, and I'll call you a geek if you like Arrested Development. That's I do. True. Yep, that's true. And uh, and it's hugely popular, so geek is not insulting. But yeah. Miss Thayer here plays Tracy Bluth in a very short little snippet on the new season of some like pre-taped flashback of the, yeah. uh, the poor deceased mother of George Michael, actually an, in a very important part. I've got to hand it to you. I was that, pretty excited about that. That is something, even if it's just a few moments on screen, that has yeah. got to be a jewel in the crown. And Yeah, I was, what I was, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, what, what, can I tell you about the what? Now, there's all these rumors about the movie, and I could see a nice extended oh. flashback or something, which would involve Tracy finally getting her ah. on screen time. Tell me. You've got, they've got to be talking to you. From your lips. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I was really excited to get the part. You know, I didn't uh, – they called me, and I didn't – when they call you, you don't know what part you're – I don't even know if I knew what don't, – they don't t- send you anything. They don't know what part you're playing. Um, uh you know, I'd never auditioned for them before, um, and so I came to set, and um, um, and they they told me who I was playing, and I was so excited because I was a huge fan. And it was like I I knew who that was. I knew who Tracy Bluth was. I'd watched all the seasons. I'd wondered about who she was. So mm-hmm. it was fun to it was really fun to do that. Oh, that's I'm I'm not going to say I'm jealous because I personally didn't audition for it. <laughs> But I think that is so awesome. I mean, if there is going to be one cameo that you can be known for, that's got to be one of the big ones, at least in my book. Yeah. I'm a huge Yeah. Th- well, thanks. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of that show. Well, and I, I, I would have to add, to add to that is that uh, if you looked at all the different um, shows and the, the cast of characters, who, 
who you've played, but also who you've played with as well. You know, so all these, all these, all these guys with Strangers with Candy, there's Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. there's uh, mm-hmm. Sedaris's uh, yeah. sister. Yeah, Amy Sedaris. A- Amy, uh, Amy Sedaris. And Paul Danello. Paul Danello. A lot of stuff, too. Um, and yeah. then, in, uh, and then the, the first time that I, can, um, that I saw you was in a movie called Accepted. Um, do you oh, remember yeah. doing that one? Yeah, and I, I blacked out during that time. No, I I remember doing that one. <laughs> well, and you know, and, uh, <laughs> if you were to go back and watch that again, look at the cast, the 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 up and coming people that you kind of starred with there. Um, can you yeah. kind of take us through that experience working with um, the the? Yeah, uh, we got what Justin Long, Justin Long. Jonah Hill, yeah. uh, was it with Blake yeah. Lively? Blake, Blake Lively. Um, uh, yeah, it was, I think it was Jonah's, uh, first, no, second movie. I think he had done a little part in, um, I Heart Huckleberries, uh, and I think he had gotten that sort of because he might be, he knew, uh, he was friends with somebody, uh, maybe, uh, uh, what'd you say? He was friends Yeah, with, maybe. He was just yeah. like, he just sort of lucked into it, and, um, and then he, but he, was so funny, and um, I remember just feeling like she was so unafraid. <laughs> like I'd been, I'd, I'd done Strangers with Candy, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, gone to school for acting, and I was so, um, you know, it's just like nervous and want to do a good job. And he would just, he would just, um, you know, there's this whole machine of, of, of making a movie and all this money. Like I'm always conscious for some reason of like how much everything, maybe because my family didn't have, we were, we're not like super wealthy, but I'm always conscious of like how much everything costs. So like when, when I hear like one minute of film, every time we roll the camera, it costs like $10,000. I'm like, oh my God, I've got, I got to make this $10,000 worth. But he would just, <laughs> he would just ruin takes by like swearing. <laughs> you know, stuff that we could never put in a movie. Um, um, but it was fun. Justin, I, Justin, I, I didn't know, but I feel like I knew his work before that. He was probably the most established person. And Blake uh, was just like a, like a, I went to her 18th birthday party, which was like candy themed. It had, I remember it was very fancy. It had a chocolate fountain um, um, and just more candy than anyone could ever ingest. <laughs> Um, but that sounds really hot. By the way. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, some images that was fun. On that was the right first. Now. Would you say? Well, we'll have to we'll have to look for some images on Google of this mythical oh, candy oh, party. Of this eighteen-year-old. I'm very Blake sorry, Blake. I missed. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you, uh, so, yeah. Art, do you still stay in touch? When I, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone becomes a pen pal the minute they work together on a movie, but. You know, you saw. You, you know, know, these people are all like on their way up, and they're still. You could argue they're still on their way up. But do you ever yeah. hear from them now, or do they feel like they're in another strata? No, I, I, um, I, I haven't. I, I see Justin more than anybody, probably. Um, um, and I haven't. I did other stuff with Jonah after that. I think he was. He, we were in Hawaii together for, um, for getting Sir Marshall. Um, uh, uh. And, uh, um, but Blake, I haven't, I just follow her career on, uh, uh, Google Images. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing she that's lets me do. It's, it's crazy, it's crazy to know her when she was such a, like, and go to her candy party 
And then now she's like very sophisticated. <laughs> but she's always like a very sweet person, very sweet, very sweet lady. Well, I'll be the judge of that when I finally force my way into her house. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is I'm just not talking about Blake Lively but... because. <laughs> do, you, do you know where she lives? <laughs> well, return my calls. Do you have any? All right, yeah. Before I. Get... You know this is being recorded, don't you? <laughs> this is totally being recorded. I'm, I'm actually on the phone with the lawyers. There you go. Well, yeah, that's fun out of control. Well, as long as we're, uh, we're talking about uh, horrible, inappropriate things, I want to yeah, throw out great. a question for you. I don't, I'm I, I, so afraid. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how crass or inappropriate this is, in fact. It's such a new territory. Oh, but, it sounds like it's going to be horrible. Okay. Well, do you think there's a bias in Hollywood or maybe... In, in in the world in general against gingers. <laughs> no, gingers are like Ooh. the new thing. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, is it, is it, are gingers the new thing? Yeah, I actually just saw on uh, Yahoo News or whatever, there's like this like cult following now, like this camp now where all these gingers all get together and it's like, you know, it's out in the woods up in Washington State or something, so... Have you been a part of these, you know, these meetings? They have not. No one. No one has invited me. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not friends with any redheads, so. Um, um, no, I'm just kidding. No, I did actually no, sort of. It always has been a club. Like when I walk. What was sorry? Uh, the, the self-hatred in the ginger community is it's a blight. <laughs> so um, when you when you, you would walk down the street when I lived in New York and you walk down the street and I saw a redhead, you'd sort of like. There is like a little club, like, hey, um, we're both redheads, which is like a little uh, shake of the head, um, yeah. um, so it's, a it's, greeting. It's, it's like kind of like you own a Jeep, in a, in a, in a, and like when you're driving a Jeep and you pass another guy in a Jeep, you kind of go, hey, what's up? You know? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I like drove a Jeep for like four or five years, and every time I drove uh-huh. another guy, you know, if I was driving one way, another guy had a Jeep, it's always just like this one little uh-huh. look. You just like, oh, you're in the club, you know? Oh, uh, I hope I have some snubbing. That's nice, the instant friends. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we're, we're just kind of wondering about this whole ginger kind of community, or is it more like an uprising? Are you guys going to take things over? Well, well I it, don't know. It, I'm, I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the South Park ginger. I, I, was, I hated being a redhead when I was a kid, and then as an adult, I'm okay with it. It's sometimes good. I feel like I'd be a lot shyer if I was not, didn't have red hair because people talk to you when you have red hair. But um, can you kind of elaborate on that? Like, like, um, how do you think that's happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or do you think how, how maybe do I that's think just the pickup line? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Well, no, because it's not just it's not just like guys. It's like um, <laughs> you guys. You're, um, um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know it's it's people that I assume don't want to sleep with me, like like old ladies and. Um, you know, uh-huh. just like people, people say like, oh, you're a, you know, my uncle had red hair or my, you know, it's just like, oh, you, you know, something, I don't know. It's just, like, I guess it's just something to, to talk. To. It's like something immediate. I always have, what is that thing called? Like when you put something on your outfit, so people will always have something to talk about with you, like a little statement piece or something, you know, like a uh, pin or something. Like, crazy. Oh, like, like flair or. Like flair or something. Yeah. So like it's I have flair going out of my head. Yeah. So whether I want it or not, it's there. <laughs> but when I was, in, uh, when I was, I've never. Well, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say a club foot or, or a hair lip would probably do the same thing. So you kind of got off easy then. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I did. I did. That's why I grew up to be a very shallow person. Yeah. Instead of just nodding to um, club I, footed people walking around. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, uh, I, uh, I need to check out this... Uh, was that part of your research, or did you hear about this for this interview, or did you hear about well, it earlier? Well, no, we're actually, I, I swear I keep reading uh, articles. Um, that they're all like uh, from the BBC, though. I think over in England, Scotland, and stuff, there is uh-huh. – maybe it's just because it, there, there's, there's such actually little diversity. Right well, a- that, actually, yeah, there, there's, it is, uh, there's, there, there's, a, um, there's a theory that within our lifetimes, basically – well, our – our next generation, right? Our our kids within their lifetime, yeah. there will be no yeah. more redheads. Like you guys are. Yeah, I've heard that too. That I, I hadn't heard about that. It, oh, feels, yeah. it feels like as a redhead, you should marry another redhead just to. Yeah, you guys got to keep it. You know. Well, because well, now, now, now we're starting to cross. Well, lines. the thing is now, um, redhead women are are they are beautiful you have the red hair usually you have some big blue or green eyes you have the freckles all over you're light-skinned so it's beautiful and i encourage it completely however redhead guys <laughs> they're the total opposite they're freaky kind of weird they, a lot of them have like the red eyes so no i don't see you red eyes. i don't think that's going to work eyes. out i well i'm i'm, I'm actually kind of thinking of that little uh, redhead guy that's on a uh uh, Christmas story. I, I always think of that guy. He, he's like the oh. the typical redheaded guy in my mind. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you were confusing him with albinos. No, no, they it. have white eyes, don't they? What? But no, no, no. Okay, so look, there is a really <laughs> no. Good I know, I know what you mean. Red- I know what you mean. Go Eric ahead. Stoltz. Eric. I feel like guys have Eric Stoltz for like hot redheads. Ooh. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. There you go, Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Rocky Dennis is not a good <laughs> Wow. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't his cutest moment. <laughs> but it showed his dedication. Go right out there. God bless. Real method Very brave. There. Way to go. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, the point I was making um, is apparently there's a real bullying problem over in the uh UK. Against, I'll, uh, I'll against tell you when I the only time I've been bullied as a I'm not I mean I don't know what it was bullied as an adult um, was in the UK with, by this little kid I was walking down the street and he was like ginger to me <laughs> and he must have been like I couldn't believe what was happening he like it was just him and me walking down the street it wasn't even like a group of people I mean a group of like kids or anything he just took it upon himself to harass me. An adult. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's 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 apparently in the UK at least it's dangerous to be a ginger. I think you should have just yeah. did you did you kick his ass? No, I didn't. I did the same thing that I did when I was a kid, which is I pretended I didn't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that that makes me a little sad, but well, I. I have to say, I've got nothing against gingers. I love redheads, and I had a crush on you from Strangers with Candy onward. So I, if I saw you on the street, I wouldn't scream ginger. I'd probably scream Oh, something. good. You, probably, you beat that kid up, right? Oh, I would chase him around a block and throw him under a lorry, whatever they got out there. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably start wrapping this up. I feel like we've taken your okay. whole day. But I do want to mention that when we talked to uh, Jason Moliner and uh, Andrew uh, uh, Weinberg, 
Weinberg. Weinberg the other day. We tried to convince them that there's actually a bitter uh-huh. rivalry between uh, Eagle Heart and uh, NTSF, USUVSD, whatever, the, uh, the, Paul, the Paul Shear show. Yes, yes, now, yes. Is yes. there, first it, of all, is there any truth in that rumor? Mm-hmm. And second, have you heard that rumor come back to you yet? Is it taken you, Are you the ones that made up that rumor? That's, well, we like to think we reported on the rumor if it's taken off. <laughs> or, or do you have anything bad to say about them? That's yeah. actually what we're yeah. trying to We'll explain. give you a platform here if you just want to tear in. <laughs> about that show or about Paul. or um, oh, It's going to be I real boring. I don't have anything bad to say about them. <laughs> nice people. I wish that there was more um, uh, crossover. Um, um, I think Brett is on the sh- was on the show uh, this past season um, mm-hmm. um, on NTSF. I do wish I could. I do F-U-V. wish that I could say their name one time yeah. correctly. That's true. Well, they, um, they dare us not to, so I'm not, not going to. Uh, that's their own fault. Yeah, that's damn right. it. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy and quick and fun like Eagle Heart. So, you what know, you, secretly what, what we're you, on your side. <laughs> so you're trying to make a, a, a rivalry. Well, I'm, I'm just reporting the facts as I wrote them down <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so, Where did you get uh, these facts, though? That you, got, you got them from... I don't your... have time to research everything uh-huh. I make up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Lots of stuff to do. So uh, yeah, if you're not going to help us get this uh, this fire burning, uh, well, we'll just lie and say you did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get Paul Shear on. Edit right? something together. I probably said something bad about somebody. Um, <laughs> yep, I know. You, you can one attach F Paul Shear's name somewhere. to it. <laughs> I like it. Just got you saying Paul Shear. All right. I think we've got everything we need. I, we got to hear. We can Twitter for and even maybe a ransom. Note if we need to. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Maria. Uh, All right. And thank you. Nice to meet you guys. And and thank you for taking time out of your day and also giving me oh, an excuse pleasure. to watch my whole afternoon on Netflix with Strangers with Candy. Oh, glad. Rest of development. Um, Eagle Heart. That's a good movie. And I've been lucky to be on some great shows. It really those 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 are the good ones too. So well, I'm you're, glad you're, you enjoyed. You're you're. Tracy fucking Bluth. So <laughs> rock on. Never forget it. Yeah, hold your, hold your red After that, I kept, seeing, I kept seeing Michael Sarah uh, just different places, like, out. And <laughs> I always felt instantly so, I mean, so old because I played his mom. I had a younger, a younger version where we were, like, hanging out with groups of people and felt like, I don't know. He, well, I, I felt strange about it. Well, yeah, he's he's gonna look twelve forever, though. That's not entirely your fault. <laughs> I think a lot of women can go up and want to hold him like a baby anyway. Poor, poor Michael Sarah. All right, thank you so All much, right. Maria. All right, Everybody, thank you. Everybody, catch right. Maria on Eagle Heart, November fourteenth, Thursdays at midnight, season three, Adult Swim. Look it up if you haven't seen it. I'll and, be watching. Oh, I know I'll be watching. Two straight weeks. Thanks, thank you guys. again, Maria. All right, thanks, thank Maria. You. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count chocolate. 
right. Maria Thayer. I like that. I think she was awesome. Marky, what are your thoughts on that uh, little ginger? I think she was a pleasure. You know, and um, it's funny because, like, the actual use of the word ginger to me, it always sounds a little kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, it always mm-hmm. sounds like you're kind of, you know, but it's not, you know, be like, oh, hey, hey you're a, you know, Well, you know, history will decide. I mean, we'll see if, you know, our grandkids aren't, you know, like rolling their eyes and, and trying, trying to hide the hole in the ground every time we say, oh, look at that ginger over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hanging out with an Oriental. <laughs> a Chinaman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. Right now, it seems fun. We can just throw the word ginger around. I don't know, 15 years ago, no one ever really, I don't know if the word, well, I assume it did mean it, but I didn't know. It was, uh, I mean, I, I always thought that it was associated with hot, with hot girl because of Gilligan's Island, right? Because it was ginger and then Marianne. Is is that where the term comes from? I don't know. I think it's because it's ginger color. You know. I yeah, that, that was what but, I thought. I think it was, you know, but within ginger, the last decade, I heard the use of ginger meaning like redhead for the first time. I don't know how long it's been around. I'm assuming it's been around forever, but I'm, I'm saying that the actual, the, what's going on in like my mind is ginger is sexy, glamorous woman. Well, I'll tell you what, Maria Thayer fits that bill. I know. And you know what I actually meant to actually um, talk to to, uh, ask her about was she also does something that is really, really rare with the female species. And that's, I mean, I'm not even talking about the whole ginger part, but she does the little, uh, the little butt chin thing, the little, uh, the little dimple on the chin. Yeah, the, the yeah, cleft yeah. chin. Yeah, no, I don't, well, I don't think she does it. Well, well, no, that that it. is what it, that is the the term. I think. Yeah, she she has it, yeah. and oh, she's still. I mean, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's that you pull that off. Uh, you know, that's that's saying something there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, well, she is. Uh, I think as the as the psychotic person might say, very symmetrical in the face. <laughs> I think she's just gorgeous and just. Really great to talk to. Oh, I, I did kind of screw something up, though. Um, Jonah Hill, um, he is friends with Schwartzman, and I know that there is a connection between all of this. But when she asked, you know, how he kind of lucked into that role um, on I Heart Huckabees, it was because um, it was because Jonah Hill was friends with Dustin Hoffman's kid. And then I guess he would go over to dinner and all that stuff with them. And then Dustin Hoffman was the one that basically put Jonah Hill into I Heart Huckabees. And then I guess that led into this incredible career. Now he's working with Brad Pitt, getting Oscar nominations and shit. You know, and deservedly so. He's an incredible actor, I think. You know, he's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have been even better at every single thing he's done. But, yeah, yeah more power to him. <laughs> you would not be okay, better great. than anything he's done. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, so um, the theme of today's show. Adult Swim. Adult Swim. I think, uh, yeah, we talked about it earlier. We talked about it with uh, Maria. Uh, it, it, I want to go back to the idea that it's a, a love it or hate it thing. Not a lot of people in between. I know you're not a big Adult Swim fan, but I, yeah. but I think that you don't dismiss all the shows. You don't say, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't think it's very funny. I like and what it's it over for. in ten minutes. I, I do like what it stands for. Yeah. You know, like it, I, I'm glad that it's, that, it's, that it's here, you know, and when I get a chance to, well, let me just kind of make a quick little note about this, is, um, is that I actually just recently even got the connection with the terminology of Adult Swim. Let me explain. Yes, please do. Okay. 
I was in a hotel, and I, I travel a lot for my grown-up job, and uh, it's a lot of hotels and, and, and such. And so, you know, I finally kind of figured out that when you say adult swim, what that means is kids out of the pool, adults in the pool. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I never really, I never really thought of that. That never really came to mind. So even years ago, when Cartoon Network started their nightly programming as Adult Swim, which is how I believe it all kind of started, mm-hmm. um, they started calling it that, and I just, you know, I really did not know that it has an actual root meaning, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm, well, I'm not trying to brag, but yeah, I think I got it much earlier on than you, apparently. But I got it like last Tuesday, maybe, <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Well, I think, well, uh, what I associated it with was more, um, maybe I just wasn't hanging out at the pools as much, but uh, roller skating rink. Oh. Hey, everybody clear the floor. It's adults only, adults only, you know, so that, you know, back when roller skating was, was hip, you could get out there and do your fancy moves and you weren't going <laughs> to, you know, roundhouse a yeah. uh, six-year-old who kept falling <laughs> down. As you were doing your... You can dance. Yeah. You can <laughs> I'm doing some like gy- some gyrations right now. You guys can't. Dude, there's a whole dance that goes along with it <laughs> that only I was subjected to. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. Um, the spirit of my bad dancing hopefully reaches you all. <laughs> yeah. So, so but you're right. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it. Starts with the terminology, and that's what they're trying to get out there and say. And uh, uh, well, we talked about the history of it earlier on at the beginning of the show. But to go back to it, yeah, it, it did come out of repurposing uh, old, uh, I think it was Hanna-Barbera mm-hmm. cartoons, and making them completely different. And it was something they knew they couldn't sell to kids. Yeah. And Cartoon Network wants to be on for 24 hours a day, but after 9 o'clock at night, you really shouldn't be showing kids cartoons. You know, I guess, you know, gives the kids a reason to you know, sneak downstairs or turn on their yeah, TV. Yeah. Parents just don't like it. So they said, all right, since we got this time, we got a bunch of extra footage and, uh, and they're in dub over it, we'll give them that little slot. And that's what it turned into over the years. Now there's less and less even cartoons. You've got, uh, I don't think they do any repurposed footage or anything. It's all original stuff now. And we are the ones who made we the viewers, are the ones who made it happen. So clearly there's some cultural significance, some reason for it to keep going and to keep growing the way it is. Uh, and in no small part is it the creative talents of of this generation, this uh, who who you keep saying we've got this fascination with not growing up. Yes, and I that think is you're and I think you're accurate there, and I and I love discussing that. Uh, and these people made a living off of it. People like who you ask? Who's it? Well, people like say Jason Volner. Jason Wallner, well, I, I think I've met this guy before. You have. In fact, we taped an interview with him. Uh, as we mentioned with uh, Maria Thayer earlier, he uh, sat down with us a couple weeks ago, and we talked about Eagle Heart uh, premiere uh, Thursday the 14th, which is probably in the past as you hear this, but that doesn't mean you have any excuse not to watch Eagle Heart Thursdays at midnight, Adult Swim. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. I'm Grim Shea, joined as always by my co-producer, Marky. Say hi, Marky. Hello. And joining us today is Jason Volner. Uh, he's an executive producer, writer, creator with uh, Eagle Heart, season premiere for season three, November 14th on Adult Swim, Thursdays at midnight. And we've got a lot of questions for him. 
<laughs> Jason, how are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? No, really good. Really good. Thanks for asking. Uh, I know you don't have a whole lot of time, so we're going to try and tear through this. Before we get going, just to give people uh, another clue who you are, uh, Human <laughs> Giant. Yes. Which, I, uh, uh, MTV six, seven years ago? Gosh, um, yeah, it was we, that show, I think it started in 2000, it ran 2007, 2008, so what is it, 2013, well, how many years is that? That's a five, that's about uh, five years ago. <laughs> okay, good, that's why I was asking, good, I wasn't going to figure that <laughs> out. Like, it, was, it was a totally different world then, too. <laughs> it was, it was pre-9-11, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> or it was pre-9-11, well, it was 2009. <laughs> it was pre-post-post-9-11. We right. were still a little tender. Yeah. That's right. We were innocent people at the time. <laughs> we were an innocent nation. <laughs> we're still licking our wounds, I guess. And, and we needed a human giant. <laughs> and, uh, and this was great because people, even if they don't remember, I, I admit I had to uh, look it up on the old interweb myself just to refresh myself what it was. I remember the term. I said, oh, he was involved in that. And now I remember <laughs> why it stuck in. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hubel and Paul Shear, all of whom I think from Human Giant onward up to a couple of years ago were some of the guys on TV at least once a week on some major show where you go, oh, where do I know that guy from? And now yeah, finally all of them all, getting their breaks. They were all doing uh, various things on this show, Best Week Ever on uh, VH1, and and then also we all were kind of in New York and kind of knew each other and uh, and just started working together and, and did that show, yeah. And they're all doing great now. Everyone's doing well. Yeah, I think. Well, and you were like the. Paul, uh, I think Paul might have died actually. Oh. What's that? Oh, is, <laughs> is is there a bitter rivalry between you and Paul? I mean, I, I hope this isn't a sore subject, but Eagle Heart and uh, NTSF uh, SD SUV. I, I hope I'm yeah. saying that right. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Kind of similar. <laughs> Very similar. Um, I mean, honestly, no, there, there, there isn't at all. We're, we're still like he's one of my closest friends. Um, but it was actually we were in uh, New York at Comic Con and doing like a panel uh, last week, I think, to promote Eagle Heart. And someone in the audience, they, there was a Q and A, and someone asked if we were going to do a crossover, if we would ever do a crossover between our show and his. And, um, and you know, we said, oh, we're, we're all friends, and just you know, it hasn't come up yet, but it's something that could be a lot of fun. And then. Uh, Paul was actually in the audience in the back, and he stood up and started screaming, uh, "When? When will it happen?" And, uh, <laughs> very funny. Oh, uh, okay. So, I guess the fans have spoken. That's kind of So we get Paul Shear on the phone later. He's going to confirm this is all amicable. Oh, uh, you know what? If I were you, I wouldn't bring my name up to Paul. You owe him money. That's what you're uh, No, it's really applicable. Yeah, we're all we're all good friends. It's a very small world, but he's in. A, he's one of my oldest friends in uh, show business. <laughs> well, well, and a, an industry known for long friendships. <laughs> uh, and uh, and actually, well, I who got their Adult Swim premiere first? Was it you or uh, or the NTSF guys? It was us. I remember because we were shooting our first season, and NTSF started as a fake trailer um, in the middle of uh, the show Children's Hospital, and so I, I believe they shot that while we were shooting. I think we are in the middle of shooting our first season, so I think we were on the air first. Oh, <laughs> oh that does You're make them smack of desperation. Aren't you? What's that? 
Well, it, 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 it does make them seem a little desperate. So kudos to you. <laughs> if there is a rivalry, well, a very, I'm going to close it. It's a very different now. show because they, they're, they're kind of about, you know, procedurals and NCIS and CSI and those kinds of shows. And, and our show has, you know, started as kind of like an action show um, uh, take but is now, I think, just kind of insane and, uh, and, and doesn't really even exist in that world so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, you can probably blame a lot of that on Chris Elliott. Who's got to be a joy <laughs> to work true. with, but is he is out there? I love Get a Life, mm-hmm. and I think he's bringing that same kind of you don't know what he's about to say mentality to uh, to Eagle Heart. Yeah, no, that's we we I, we think he's you know the funniest person, and uh, and the way he's described the characters, yeah, is what if the guy from Get a Life, you know, just for some reason became a U.S. Marshal, <laughs> and so cause, I mean a lot of the things we do on our show of. Just him being himself in this kind of crazy world where sometimes they'll be back in time, like, uh, you know, or be like there was an episode of Get Alive called The Big City where he was in this, like, very stylized black and white version of New York. And we've done silly things like that. And, and yeah, no, it's, a, it's, it's definitely um, a uh, in the same tone. Well, we I miss me. Maybe it's uh, I don't know if it's like a conscious effort on uh, on on you guys' part, but I noticed in the trailers for the third season, it's actually going to be a full story arc. Yes, that was is, intentional. Uh, yeah, that, that that seems like uh, like almost you're you're trying to ground it now a little bit, just to keep it from every week just floating away into you know guys in giant trucks kidnapping guys in small vans. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind that of was levels. kind of, uh, that was the idea that we really got excited about this year was to see if we could take, if we could keep the show as crazy, but also put in this one long story that would not necessarily make you care about the way that, you know, you would care about to see what happens on like Breaking Bad or something, but would keep people interested week to week and 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 allow us to do um, just weirder things with it, but but also have it kind of wrapped up in this one big big story. Well, you do the trailer perfectly. I mean, that is a spot-on <laughs> blockbuster, and you know, l- literally, I wanted more when it was. Oh, done. that's awesome! Thank you. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, well done. We tried to do it like the trailers that I like, where it looks like something you want to see more of, but you really can't tell what's going on. Which uh, I mean, there's things that are implied, but. Um, you know, our favorite YouTube comments were like, this looks great. I don't know what the hell this thing's about. <laughs> so that's kind of where we like to well, be. Well, you're doing it. You've got me excited. And, and you, know, <laughs> you know a show that would never have the balls to pull off something like that? NTSS. Uh, no, that I, can't, I can't go I there. I promise you I, that. We love those guys. That show's really funny. <laughs> you're trying to start a war? I got kids to feed. I don't actually have uh, children. <laughs> he thought, no, I actually do have children. Well, that's that's fun. and it's good to hear that you feed them. <laughs> I feed local oh. kids, not mine. Um, there's a, people trying hey, to stop it. That's good. I barely feed mine, so someone's got to be out <laughs> well, there in his mouth. But it's actually it's funny you bring up kids because yeah, something is what else I, wanted I wanted to, to talk about. Uh, you are a bona fide former child star, if I'm not I'll mistaken. I'll say ch- child actor. <laughs> I think uh, stars, ch- stars a stretch. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> well, but if you break it down now, and this is why I say it for for those listening, as uh, as uh, Jason, Vol- am I saying it right? By the way, Voliner or is it Walliner? Walliner. Yeah, I think Walliner. All right, I lost that bet. Well, Walliner. If you're if you're willing to say it, so am I. <laughs> uh, but Mr. Walliner was in a lot of commercials in late '80s, mid '80s. Around the right time. Uh, yeah, mid to mid late mid eighties to early nineties. I was in uh, I don't know like thirty or forty hey, commercials. I think yeah, no, but, but I never hey, nothing hey. like the the Mikey the likes a kid or whatever. Well, yeah, but uh, I guess Mikey would have been a child star too. But these were not just any old commercials. You weren't just sitting in the in the back seat of the new Toyota Camry or something. You were in commercials for Legos for Burger King, for McDonald's, for, and this is the one I want to get to, Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin, which is, that is one of the few that are on YouTube. Um, if you, it's a, it's a birthday party, it's a surprise party, and it's all the kids and their friend Teddy Ruxpin is a talking uh, robot bear, and they bring in a surprise, and they unwrap them, and it's none other than Grubby, uh, Teddy's friend who was a, another creature of some sort and they sing a song together and if you watch that commercial I uh, there's a close up of me and I go Grubby! <laughs> Immortal lines. You you don't have to remind us. Oh, okay, we, we yeah, should, well, sure actually well I, I was going to ask I, I didn't know which commercial but um, we, we are actually kind of into the old Saturday morning cartoons kind of revival how it's going in uh Entertainment Today, uh, well, I think, you know, Adult Swim arguably is a direct, you know, result of us growing up with those. But uh, going into that so much on the show, uh, we did do a, an exhaustive YouTube search for old commercials that would have been airing, and I had one particular Teddy Ruxpin commercial in mind that we, I think, even used some audio from. But it was mm-hmm. one... I think where the kid, it's a show and tell, and the kid brings in Teddy Ruxpin, and the other kids are laughing at him because they say it's a teddy bear, and boom, you know, right as he's about kid to get the gun to school. He gets, he gets <laughs> well, you really do see it in his eyes. Yes, exactly. If Teddy Ruxpin had <laughs> magically started talking there, there would have been blood on the chalkboard. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess in my heart of hearts, I was hoping perhaps I was talking to, uh, to that kid. No offense to you, sir. Uh, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. He was grubby, not Teddy Ruxpin, apparently. I was more of a grubby man. Well, you know what, and you should thank your uh, lucky stars that it that it wasn't one of those little Chucky dolls. Uh, What what was a little? Oh, it was a uh, my buddy. Those things were a joke. Oh, those. My buddy, those were big, and kid sister. Yeah, that was a song that uh, was sung quite a bit in my house growing up. Oh, kid sister. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Now it's fine. Perfect. Well, well, well. Tell me, uh, you were a kid, uh, from what I understand, yeah. even on camera. But you must have watched cartoons growing up. I did watch a lot of cartoons. Yeah. What was it like being the kid and half the commercials that were on in between the breaks? That I can't imagine that experience. I don't remember it actually. <laughs> I don't remember even like at all. your like friends and stuff at 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 uh, school. They're you know were they I, kind of teasing you, know, you laughing at you, nothing like that. What uh, I don't what, remember. What uh, I might have had like a horrible childhood because I don't remember any of it. I might have like blocked it out. I remember wow. having a tape of commercials that it aired, but I don't remember ever seeing anything uh, on TV. 
But I did watch a lot of TV and a lot of cartoons. Well, I That's see. really weird. I've never thought of that before. <laughs> huh. That, well. Like, something horrible might have happened to me that I'm trying not to remember. <laughs> I don't think, you know, a damaged child is going to be made to be excited about Grubby the way you <laughs> were. Maybe that's just Yeah, but they could have been, like, prodding me with something. <laughs> I yeah. really don't remember any of this. The only thing I remember, I remember some disappointments of uh, I was doing a commercial for, it was like Pop Rocks, I think. It was like a bunch of kids. Uh, and they're like, we need one kid to volunteer. And I raised my hand, and they're like, okay, you can go home. <laughs> and they sent me home. And no I remember tri- driving home with, like, my dad. He's like, why'd you raise your hand? <laughs> <laughs> you just cost the fun. family, like, their, their, their oh, meals for a week. Way to go. Pop Rocks money. <laughs> oh, you could have been a pop rock star, and you blew it. I had right pop rocks last week for the first time in my adult life. I think I was at this like you know, uh, there's like foodie restaurants like where weird weird food stuff they put weird you know weird food together with crazy ingredients, and one of the desserts had pop rocks in them, and it made your mouth fizzle. Oh, I remember that well. No, don't tell me this was this one of those like molecular gastronomy thirty dollar yeah. helium yeah, balloon uh, and turkey and oh, <laughs> no, you, the real pop rock good. experience was seven eleven for forty cents and you put the whole package <laughs> yeah like you you basically down the whole package and it just goes crazy and it just uh, crackles in your mouth <laughs> you're mixed with, with big league chew the oh, uh, chewing tobacco for right. kids. <laughs> I don't think I'd do that. <laughs> no way. I, that, wow, I never did that. You easily could have talked me into it as a kid. I you like do to it think now. Of, nope, that's where adulthood came in. That's one of those <laughs> arbitrary well, lines that appears I, to have been drawn. I, I, would, I would say that this is, this is uh, a reason why your station is, is on the air now is because we just kind of refuse to grow up, right? I mean, we're still kind of yeah. hanging up to that. Yeah. We, we're all watching car... Uh, cartoons i mean i i own a darth vader helmet you know like i mean we we have we just refuse to grow up so a thing like pop rocks i mean i could see why that could still have a you know a market a place yeah right absolutely i i'm gonna go ahead and come out and admit it about two minutes after this interview is over i'm getting in my car I'm going to the liquor store. I'm buying some liquor, but I <laughs> but just to cover the fact that there'll be three packets of uh I'm probably going to go strawberry pop rocks. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it. Well, I hope they will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh thank you for joining us, Jason. Uh let's again oh, get thanks in so much for, uh, Oh, yeah, no. thanks for having me on. No, it's been a pleasure and I I want you, I just want to reiterate, I'm not disappointed that you weren't the kid I was thinking of. I don't want to ruin day. I'm still proud oh. of you being the grubby boy. <laughs> the grubby boy is uh, very ashamed right now. Oh, come on. No, don't, don't do that. We are very excited about your show. Uh, I actually just saw it for the first time uh, yesterday. Uh, looking forward to catching on it. And it's uh, when can we catch the show again? Uh, it's uh, November 14th, if I'm not mistaken. Right? That's correct. At midnight for... Ten solid weeks. 
10 solid weeks of top-notch entertainment. 10 grubby weeks that NTSS could just never touch if they even tried. All right. And then following that, he'll be working on the uh, upcoming Human Giant uh, reboot, uh, Reunion. You heard it here first. That's right. And and, uh, good luck to you in your ongoing Twitter war with Paul Shear. Thank you. I... uh... I hate him. I hate him. There we go. That's the sound bite. I, I wish him ill. For some reason we wanted. <laughs> Is that what you people want? You want blood? Yeah. Blood spilled? Yep. We're just vultures. And finally, you've laid down and died to us and allowed us to make up a room. <laughs> With a little luck, this will be the first one that sticks. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, I know I'll be tuning in uh, once again, Thursdays at midnight. So technically, it's Friday morning, November 15th, I think, but don't let that throw you. Uh, that is true, but don't think about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, thanks again. They hurt my brain. Thanks, All right. Graham. Thanks, Jason. Have a good Take one. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, that was Jason Volner. Wolliner. Volner. Wolliner. 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 Don't yeah. make it worse. Jason Wolliner. <laughs> That was a good time talking to him. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I like I like to get uh, kind of the behind the scenes stuff out of. I mean, these Adult Swim shows make almost no sense. Just enough sense to be funny, right? In my opinion. And I think that's kind of so. You point. always kind of wonder, like, you know, what's it like to sit down and talk with these guys? Surprisingly normal. Right, right. Well, the, uh, I think the other the other kind of point here is that this is not a gossip rag. You know, we're here to kind of learn something. That's right. right. And, and, you know, we want to kind of, you know, take a peek behind the curtain and stuff. And we can tell that this show is going to be strange and different and weird because Jason is such. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, let's just. Well, it, no, he, uh, see, uh, my point is he wasn't that. No, but I, I think there's a little, there's a little, there's, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's a side to him. There's obviously a creative spark there. But, yeah, it's <laughs> not like all of a sudden in the middle of a sentence he said, and look at my hanky or something weird like that that you <laughs> would see. True. Uh, no one, yeah. and that, but that's only because no one carries hankies. Yeah. And we tried to ignite the, uh, uh, the the bitter rivalry, the feud between he and Paul Shear. Uh, start a rumor that they were at each other's throats. Their shows are too similar on the same network, and they came up from Human Giant together. We'll see if that sticks. Yeah, yeah. I've, We've been I've spreading tried the seed to... everywhere. And you know where else we do it? With our next interview. Uh, um, who's this again? This is Andrew Weinberg. Oh, I like this guy. Yeah, we yeah. talked to him. He's uh, He wrote for uh, Conan O'Brien for many years, mm-hmm. uh, who is also a producer on Eagleheart. Well, he, he helped bring it to fruition. So uh, we do we do ask him some important questions, like, is Conan a dick? I assume he is. Well, we'll just wait and get the uh, the answers right now. Join us, won't you please, in our pre-taped interview with Andrew Weinberg. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us, and I am Grim Shea, joined as always by Mark E. Say hi again to the people, Mark. Hello again. And we are all joined by Andrew Weinberg, uh, writer for Conan O'Brien for many years. I know that show. Uh, a lot of people do both shows, four or five shows he's got now, but I think let's, let's ask Andrew about that before we get to talking about Eagleheart. Andrew? When did you start with Conan O'Brien? What what time slot was he in? Uh, I started writing for that show in 2000 when he had the late night show, the 12:30 show on NBC, and I was there through the end of that show, 
and through the entire seven-month run of uh, The Tonight Show. Oh, ouch. Well, you were actually going to save that question for, for later. No. Yeah, no, no. Okay. I mean, since he, since he brought this up, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that whole situation went? I mean, that was, that was some juicy stuff. Uh, yeah, that was in the, the nine years or eight years that I worked at Late Night. The whole concept of job security had never crossed my mind. And then it really didn't at The Tonight Show either. And then one day... Uh, you know, that bomb kind of dropped. And it really, I think it was only like a few weeks from the first mutterings to the show being over. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting, an interesting time. And yes, I had moved uh, my family out here for the sole purpose of working on that show. Yeah, I mean, that's a hundred other people. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like you just went down the hall to a different studio at NBC in New York. This was a big thing right. for everyone involved. But mm-hmm. but even like behind the scenes, were any of uh, like you guys, the writers, maybe even the crew guys, saying, you know, m- maybe to just keep quiet and move back to New York. Maybe we can just get our old gig going. Or was it, you know, from the get go, a united front saying, no, we can't be treated like this. Uh, you mean like did Conan want his twelve thirty show back, or did? We all want to work on whatever show was then occupying. Well, I, that time. I, I was kind of thinking like Conan, like if, like if anybody was saying, you know, Conan, maybe we shouldn't make a big deal about this. You know, we had a good time at twelve thirty. Uh, I don't recall that being an option for him because I think uh, Jimmy Fallon had already taken over twelve thirty, and I'm sure he liked the idea of having a show. Um, but he did have the option of moving the show to midnight, which he did not go for. Um, And we all respected that decision. And I have to say, um, in full disclosure, that I knew that I was going to be starting the Eagle Heart show in a few months, so I was not – I saw everyone around me kind of freaking out. What are they going to do? They bought houses out here and moved their families out here, and I had to kind of pretend I had the same concerns. But I really didn't. <laughs> oh, so but at, at any point, did you did you go to the other producers and say, "Hey, what do you guys think about having eighteen writers for Eagle Park?" <laughs> uh, yeah, we could pay them all about fourteen dollars a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not as much butter on that biscuit, I imagine. But uh, well. It, the transition into Eagle Heart, that's a good thing you knew ahead of time. And, uh, and, and Conan O'Brien himself is listed as a producer, or at the very least mm-hmm. it comes from his production company. Yeah, he, he himself is, a, is an executive producer. Mm. So that's, that's probably still that... Uh, yeah, that, that that's why he's that's getting that all N- that money. That's that, N- yeah, that's that NBC money, I think, coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, he uh, digs into his own pocket all the time. To keep this show going, uh, but no, he's um, a great champion of the show, um, and he really he tells us all the time how much he likes it, and it's great to have that support. And um, you know, we still see him and talk to him, um, so it's good to still kind of be in that that family, and we we are a family. Hello. <laughs> Wow, they're really. Yeah, we're here. This is 
This is touching. Really I, I didn't expect with this turn. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on going. Okay. Uh, but uh, now, now, it, does he is he just supportive, or is he down there giving you story ideas? Is he down there telling you what to do a lot, or is he literally uh, just a patron? Um, he's like a, a or Lorenzo de Medici. Um, no, he's not involved with like the actual per- day-to-day production of the show or the writing, but we do show him, especially when the show first started and we were trying to figure out exactly what it should be. We showed him some early cuts and he gave us his opinion, which we valued greatly. Um, and it turns out we had been making some mistakes. Um, oh. No, it's just uh, the show, you know, it was a, the first season, there was a long, there was a period of trying to figure out exactly what the show would be, and we, you know, myself and Jason and Michael Combe and the other uh, co-creator and writer had an idea of what it was, and it was, we showed it to people, and they had no idea what to make of it, um, so it took some time to figure out, well, you know, what it should be. It- you, you make it you make it sound so diplomatic that I'm starting to be concerned that Conan O'Brien's a big dick. Um, yeah, well, I've I've been <laughs> winking this whole time. Is not, I, okay, that's okay. what that's what I was picking up on. All right, someone seems that great on camera. You always wonder. Yeah, seems like kind of oh, a yeah. dick. Seems like I've, if I had my own show and he was a producer, he'd walk all over it. Well, you know what, um, I. I I saw that it was like on uh, Netflix or something. It was a, it was a show about Conan doing that like stand up like tour. Oh, yeah, like did, mm-hmm. did you see this one? Yeah, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, did he just he he does come off really rough on that one. Uh, was that by yeah, design or is that just the way it is? Um, like God's design, <laughs> who, who made him that way? I don't know. Really? Because that, um, that is hard. That is pretty hard. Um, <laughs> No, he was. Uh, he's... Sorry, go on. No, 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 no. We're asking. Go ahead. He he's like the funniest person, as you can imagine, um, and just you know, getting to be around that in like a real world environment was always fun. And getting actually like you know, he is he does like to uh, mess with people he likes. He likes to. Can I say shit on them? Uh, it was always a badge of honor when he would set his sights on you. Um, oh. But uh, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed doing that. That's when he's at his best. And uh, it was fun. He's a funny, funny man. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. He's a funny, funny man. That's good enough mm-hmm. for me. I'll leave he's it there. I, I actually have um, I have one more question about this uh, late 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 show thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always curious to know when the um, when these characters kind of come into play and who's the writer behind them. Like, are you responsible for the masturbating bear? You know, or you know, <laughs> where kind of walk us through like the like the process of like creating these characters and you know, do you follow the the same lessons when you write a show like like Eagleheart? Uh. Well, first, no, I'm not responsible for masturbating bear, but the guy who was, his name is Brian Rich, and he has he came in and wrote for Eagleheart, and he wrote an episode this season, and he's one of the funniest people. 
Um, so he created the masturbating bear, and a guy named Michael Gordon is the masturbating bear. Um, <laughs> I've been that I've metaphor? been in that yes. Uh, I've been in that bear suit, but as different kinds of bears. Oh, non, uh, oh, so the suit got passed around. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been le- less sinful bears. Oh well, that's. that's you also notice you won't even name any of them. But uh, we can't stop see. talking about the masturbating bear. Probably says something oh. about us. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's the bear everyone wants to be. Yeah, <laughs> deep down, I think it is. It mm-hmm. is incredibly funny. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what proud. what uh, characters can we you know point at and say that one's Andrews? I did a lot of there's. I'm trying to think what the setup was. Oh, uh, it'd be like Conan would say like that we have a lot of uh, really um, smart comedy coming up and nothing just stupid and arbitrary. Isn't that right? Uh, and look, isn't that right? One of them was Cactus Chef playing We Didn't Start the Fire on the Flute, and he cut to it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yep, that was mine, and I did a bunch of things to follow that template. There was a Fidel Castro rabbit DJ. There was a uh, scuba diving meatloaf in a wheelchair. There was a bowling ball with an Einstein wig. I forget what his third. They all had like three parts to them. Now, um, now and the these, are, these are all completely ridiculous. And I just want to know, it, is there like a process behind that, or does this just kind of come to you? Um, I mean, so I guess it sort of became like a formula. Oh, uh, so there is a process. To have, you know, just think of three unrelated uh descriptors or, uh, or or things and smush them together. Um, but that was fun. I mean, that's those were always my, those kinds of really dumb, uh, ridiculous things were always my favorite things to write. Well, how, well then, is there, is there like a template? I mean, I know with uh, season three coming out uh, this Thursday, midnight, November 14th, that it, you're you're taking it into a kind of a different realm instead of these standalone or mm-hmm. surreal or hyper real uh, uh situations every episode there's going to be a story arc uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing recurring characters on a large scale uh is that uh indicative of the evolution of the writing process for Eagle Heart have you finally said all right enough playing with these descriptive dice let's uh um, let, let's bat down and get really surreal with it or well, there, def- there, is, there is definitely the same level of stupid, um, crazy craziness. Um, that hasn't um, abated, but we, um, we've tried to, uh, yeah, there's still plenty of that. There's still plenty of blood and exploding bodies. Uh, but, yeah, we just thought that adding, take, keeping what we liked about it and what we think people like about it the like dumb concepts and craziness and just adding a continuing story on top of that we thought could make it more interesting and and fun for us to write because we had never tried that before well that's well as as a viewer i will say that is what i like about it i love the dumb setups the 
you know, Chris Elliott being Chris Elliott, and I think you, you guys utilize him so well on that show. Um, and, of course, I love, I love violence. I love mm-hmm. that you work it into the show so well. Who doesn't? That's why. Exactly. That's why, that's why I watch something on TV mm-hmm. that isn't porn sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so, I'm, I, you see, in my mind, Your I think Your porn doesn't that, have violence in it? It does well. I, I assume it does at some point. I just don't watch very very much in a row. Yeah, it's, it's usually right. like a little. Like yeah, I haven't made it to the increment. end of one yet. <laughs> but I've got a large collection. We're working there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I wonder if the uh, uh, you know you're almost kind of uh, conscripting yourselves a little more with the idea of doing you know a serial season. You know, you know, not not that you know I'm asking for all of America to tune in to see, you know, Walter White at the end of the the uh, the season for that. You know, I still want it to be dumb and want to be able to miss a couple if I need to, but mm-hmm. but as you know, as a writer, is it kind of better to give yourself some restrictions to say, all right, we have to touch these bases before this episode is up. You know, kind of ground um, you a little bit. I think that it helps just like it helps having the the construct of like um, Marshall's off, like any show has, it's based in like a family or a workplace or something. You have to have something that tethers it to a place or a group of people, or else it's, you know, it can't just be like a Twilight Zone where every week it's totally new people, totally new place, which is kind of how the show was, where like every week it did didn't matter what happened previously, everything just reset. Um, but, I mean, it, yeah, it was interesting and fun for us to uh, kind of create this, the beginning of this story and then try to see it through and work. I mean, and it's not like quite as intricate as like a Mad Men or Breaking Bad where you have all these different characters with um separate lives going on and they intertwine like there's a small group of main characters and they, all their stories are pretty closely related um but yeah and you know we haven't watched the whole season all the way through yet it'll be interesting to see if we were successful in doing this we may <laughs> well not have been but well, we were well i'm even more excited to see it now mm-hmm. yeah it, it, mm-hmm. it, it uh, it uh, sounds uh, silly still, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what no, that's good. Yeah, I don't want it as complex as another Mad Men. So please, so I guess thank you for not going that far. <laughs> not that I think Adult Swim would let you get away with that anyway. No, originally it was more complex and smarter than Mad Men and Breaking Bad, and we were like, "Whoa, guys!" Pull it down. Yeah, let's pull the yeah. brakes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Curtis, <laughs> we we appreciate that. Uh, my brain uh-huh. hurty Breaking Bad. I I can't watch any more Breaking Bad. I'm Hurt. I was glad it's over. You're not, you know. you're not going to watch next season. <laughs> I will not watch any more Breaking Bad. It's going to be on the secret station. I'm not going to watch it. All right. Well, uh, before we let you go, I just want to ask uh, just a purely just a question in my mind. Does uh, Chris Elliott ever improv on the set that, that you just keep in? Uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, he, I mean, we don't have generally, we don't have a lot of time to do those kinds of takes where we just mess around, but he definitely, uh, 
will come up with his own ways of saying things and phrases and little ticks and stuff that they're all they're really funny and that's what makes it really makes us laugh because it's unexpected and uh, it's really just pure him and he's the funniest. Oh, good, good. So it sounds it sounds like both Chris Elliott and Conan O'Brien are funny guys and not dicks. No. <laughs> They're not dicks. Okay. All right. All right. I, I think we did a, we accomplished something today. Good. Good. We've mm-hmm. learned. We've uh, <laughs> all right. Busted well, that myth. Thank you again for joining us, Andrew Weinberg. Everybody, longtime writer for Conan O'Brien, uh, busting out on his producing own with Eagle Hearts. Uh, well, it's the season three premiere. He's been at it for a while. But November 14th, Adult Swim, Thursdays at midnight, catch up. It's not going to give you a headache. You won't have to think too hard. We promise. Mm-mm. No. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Thank thanks you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Okay, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us, and I promise we're almost done here. Uh, it feels like we've done this over and over and over again. That's life. Sisyphelian myth. <laughs> Sisyphelian? Oh, you know exactly what I was trying to say, because yeah, I, I don't. Know. I know, I know. But, no, that was uh, what a great time. I do want to thank, um, well, I, I, I want to just kind of jump to the fact that we were just off, you know, and we were talking to Maria. Ah, uh, oh, the lovely Maria Thayer. She that was, was so fun. I got a big crush on her. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I let it slip. Uh, I don't think... She wrote down my phone number during the break. I think that was just <laughs> pantomime and scratching noises she was doing. Yeah, she's not but nonetheless, I got a chance to talk to her, and I feel good for it. Yeah, she she's is. She's hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. She's uh, talented. She's very talented, uh-huh. and she's just she's just fun. Yeah, well, I mean, she's, uh, she is the the quintessential cool chick. You know, like you know, the greatest compliment that any woman can have. You know, as far as a, a man goes. Yeah. She's just cool, you know? Uh, isn't that what you want? Damn right. Yeah. You know what, Maria? You're just cool. You're just cool, and you're really just, yeah, she's just beautiful. All right. We're, we're going to get creepy if we keep I going. I know. So let's, I hate that. Let's, and I also want to thank uh, Jason Wolner, of course, the creator, writer, uh, and Andrew Weinberg. Yep. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's always fun to get kind of a peek behind the curtain, a little look at the creative process. Well, and that's really what the we're machinery. about here. You know, uh, we're not a gossip rag. You know, we're not here to kind of unless you heard something. Unless like maybe Twitter war between Eagle Heart and, and NTSFSUVDB. <laughs> it's not working. Nobody cares. <sighs> I know we're trying to start this thing, and it's just not working out. But uh, we we do want to thank these two for coming out and 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 taking some time and telling us a little bit more about this show. Uh, I am a fan of the show. Um, it's it's. It's funny, it's witty, it's crazy. Yep, and uh, season three started, well, it probably, probably just started, it's November just started, 14th. Yeah. Um, Which means there's more episodes to come. Just tune on Adult, get, get Adult Swim pumping yeah. that night, and I promise you they will replay it plenty of times. Yeah. This, this, this is, this, this whole, the, the purpose of this particular episode right now is to celebrate Adult Swim. Thank you for being there, Adult Swim. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I it's an important outlet. I think it was inevitable with uh the kind of our our, our generation, our culture. Right. I, I you know gotta I, have more cartoons for grown ups. I think that it it's even more than just cartoons, right? It's 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 a release valve. Yeah. Right. It it all it all comes from, you know, growing up with cartoons. Yeah. And then it's it's turned into not a lifelong obsession, but 
it's changed our entire generation's kind of uh, sensibilities. Yeah. Mm. And we won't let it go. I don't care how much they beg. <laughs> I will keep going on and on about it. But I'll stop for today. And why are you stopping? Oh, look around you, Mark. The light's coming no. in through the window. No. The cereal is all soggy and congealing. No. Oh, I should have finished I'm it. changing the channel. All I can find is college football. Oh, no. It's not Notre Dame again. I do believe we're looking at the end of Saturday morning this week. But you know what? You can meet us here at the couch next week. We've got a bowl of chocula. You, uh, you bring out your kicks or whatever your mom lets you have. We'll swap, we'll trade, we'll watch TV for hours, and we'll talk about the good old days. Marky, did you learn anything? Not really. That's good. That's good. We didn't want to push the limit. <laughs> it's a Saturday morning. I'm not learning shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll meet you on the couch next week. Have a good weekend. Oh, this is enough of this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.